now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hey, people. Hello, everybody. I want to welcome you to this edition of Bible News Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Mm-hmm. So this, it is Friday, Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> Since it stopped, this is Amy, Jamie Grace. We're going to let this play out while we invite people out to the show. You definitely want to stay for this show, guys. And ooh, there's something about the way your sun shines on my face. It's a love so true, I can never get enough of you. This feeling can't be wrong. I'm about to get my worship on. Take me away. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. Feel free to share this out with your friends, people. Because you know these big liberal platforms owned by godless people don't want the message out there. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful day. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. I've got no need to worry. I've got no room for doubt. No matter what's coming at me, you'll always be the beautiful to sing about. There ain't no limitations. Your amazing grace. Your amazing grace. And there's something about the way your love shines on my face. Oh no, I can never get enough of you. Alright, look at this. Periscope, 6,000 followers. Zero people in the room. Telling you people, the devil doesn't want this message out. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, such a beautiful day. All right. All right, that was Jamie Grace, people. Yeah, it is. Hold on just a second. I'm going to mute this. I'm going to go like that over there. And tonight we are going to, uh, let's see here. We're going to share with you some stuff that the atheist complainers, the, the, the agnostics, those liberal wackos who who run all the liberal platforms that we're currently on that let three people see. 
Um, even though we got over 10,000 followers easy on all platforms. Uh, we're going to share with you what is coming down the pike, people. Have you guys heard of this? I don't know if you've heard of this. This HR 6666. Yeah. HR 6666. HR 6666. Have you heard of this? Gosh. Well, we're going to tell you about it tonight. But first, I want to welcome my man to the screen and uh, really? just say hi. Yeah, of course I do. Of course. You know. So it's just not all my big hair. So, one question I have for you is: me? Yes, or you, the audience, me. no, you. Okay. All right. Well, so, we need to reposition you. Well, Can I just move your camera? Is you that can all right? Go ahead and move my camera. And then I'm gonna get so we get a little more of the right side of your head. We got yeah. something. So okay. Something so like let's that. see here. We so we have. Um, let's see. <laughs> so we have. I'm going to I'm going to show you something. Wait, hold on. I'm going to got to wait for this to load. Okay. I have 6003 followers on Periscope and right now it shows 0 in the chat room, okay? 6003. All right, I bring that up because I have 6003 people who have chosen to follow this show. They are not trolls. They are people that chose to follow Bible News Radio on Periscope, which is owned by Twitter. Okay, Twitter is a godless, godless company. People that own Twitter of the devil, they they are. I mean, I'm just going to be blunt and blatant, and nobody's hearing it because they are not letting anybody see our show. I mean, this, you guys, look at that. That is a zero right there. Now, if you go ahead and you look at um, other shows on periscope you can see people promoting all bunch of garbage and you know sometimes there's 5 10 15 100 benny the hen actually got 100 people in his thing and you know he's got tens of thousands of followers that follow him so for whatever reason they let benny the hen get 100 you know people but bible news radio we are being targeted, you guys. We are being completely targeted by these platforms. And yes, I know it's intentional targeting because of the algorithms, because they don't like Christians and they don't want us, they don't want you to hear what's going on. So here's the thing. If you're one of the few people that actually, you know, can see Bible News Radio and you're sharing it out, please just tag some of your friends so one or two of you can see it because I am I am wholeheartedly convinced with everything in me facebook youtube which is owned by google twitter periscope all these platforms are intentionally spiking hiding content and it's called censorship just so you know in case you didn't know that it's called censorship because you could have somebody on here promoting deviant garbage all day long and they do and they let all that stuff see out and i know that we've been targeted because my friend, Dr. Jennifer Fee, she does a show on anxiety when she does it. And and they gave her, um, I think it was gold star status. She doesn't have nearly as many followers as we have. And all she talks about is anxiety, right? But they, they have highlighted her show. They have let millions, you know, lots of people see her show. But Bible News Radio, now we have one person out of the 6,003 that follow us in our show. And I'm telling you, you guys, this is wrong, right? 
this is why I feel it's wrong. Because if you're going to have a platform to have free access for everybody to be on it and, and share stuff, then I think that you need to roll it out for everybody to see. Either that or charge something. You know, give us an option to have a monthly subscription fee that we have, and then you roll it out to whoever it is based on the fact that we, we pay every month for the show to be seen. You know, and I know I'm not the only one. I have other friends who are on other platforms. Their their content is completely hidden. It's spiked. Um, you know, I know a couple other people on Periscope have over 7,000 followers. They might get four or five in there. So, you know, it is intentional on Twitter's behalf. And um, so what we're going to share tonight is stuff, frankly, that, you know, they don't want you to know. <laughs> They, they really don't want you to know. And you know what? Just, just so you can hear it from me, I ain't going anywhere. So here's the thing. Just because one or two people are going to see this, I tell you what. God's word doesn't return void. And he will accomplish that which he sends forth to do it. Okay? So even if two or three of you are seeing this, you guys all have circles of influence. You can share it with your community and, you know, encourage people to go and see it. Because you know what? I am not going to stop sharing on these platforms. I'm not going to do it. A lot of people will just share, a lot of Christian broadcasters will just pay a lot of money. And I mean it, a lot of money. Christian platforms are expensive. You know, I have one friend I know pays six figures easy to put his show up and he doesn't even have that big of an audience. And yet he, he, he puts out that money so that the Christian community can see it. But this is the thing. What we're talking about tonight if this comes down the way that we all think it might, or me and Randall anyway will think it might, then we need to warn people, right? We need to warn people about what's going on uh, in the government. And um, so tonight what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the HR 6666. And I want to thank my friend, Pastor J.D. Frog, uh, for talking about this on his YouTube channel. Um, and um, and he, he brought this up. So, um, Randall, you... And by the way, I could I could tell you guys that Randall and I today we watched the latest episode that JD put up uh, today. It was only an hour long. I highly encourage you to subscribe to his channel for whatever reason. He's got one hundred and twenty three thousand or something. I don't know if he advertises or what. He I don't know. I have no idea why he he's able to get a big audience. Um, but what I can say is that his posts, uh, his his videos. Um, are very informative, and he brought this up um, in this week's prophecy update. So HR six 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 six. Randall, what do you think? You want to talk about it? Well, I can talk about it <laughs> briefly. You know, of, of all of all numbers, I mean, it's just seriously. Um, I don't think it's uh, sequential. Uh, let me. Try to, try to do that. Yeah, why don't you? Uh, you want me to talk? Okay. Yeah, let me. All right. Well, why well, he's I'd doing like to that? Get, I'd I like want to get the text up. I'm going to share with you some stuff. I will just say, look, one of the um, one of the the things that we do, um, one of my affiliates. I want to show this to you guys because I just got this too. So, um, Spark Naturals essential oil. We've talked a lot about Spark Naturals in the past. I don't talk about it a ton, but everybody, there's a lot of people who have been um, wondering where they can get hand sanitizer. Well, they just released uh, these two new hand sanitizers. 
Okay, I'll show them to you. So it's basically, it's five dollars a bottle right here. Okay, this one is citrus, uh, and it has I will tell you what it has in it. It has um, grapefruit and tangerine, aloe vera, uh, water, vitamin E, polysorbate, vegetable, glycerin, and seventy nine percent is pro basically alcohol, rubbing alcohol, right? Okay, so this one's the citrus one. And then this one is Shield. Um, Shield is a blue one, okay? And it is, it, this one includes lemon, eucalyptus, rosemary, clove, cinnamon, and the other ingredients, right? So if you need some hand sanitizer, uh, these are four ounce bottles right here. See this? I'm trying to show it to you. See it? Wait. This, this one hasn't been opened. But, you know, lots of people are talking about using hand sanitizer. Well, this is essential oil with hand, you know, made by Spark Naturals. It's about $5 a bottle. With my coupon code, you can get 10% uh, off when you use the coupon code John316. Okay. I bought these. I'm going to tell you which one I like the best. This one. I like the Shield best. Um, it smells better to me. Um, I just, I just like the smell of it better. So if you need to get some hand sanitizer and you want to support our show and get a 10% discount on this, uh, then go over to sparknaturals.com and put in the coupon code John316 and you will save 10% on your order. Here's the other thing that they also have. They have these, um, little bombs so you can see inside this right here. They actually have some big ones, but this one is this bomb here. And basically, I got the sampler pack. So you can go to the um, you can go to the the website. Look, look, you can look for the sampler pack, or you can figure out which ones you want, and you can get the big one. Okay. And so I'll tell you, they have um, this is Restore. They have Revive. This is like Vapo Rub, like big Vapo Rub. They have Defense, which is kind of like for your immune system. They have focus if you need help concentrating. They got harmony, which is like for women's PMS, menopause, that type of thing. And then they have a base, a base one that you can put your own essential oil in. So you can get eight of these. Um, did I get eight? One, two, three, four, five, six. I think there's eight though. Yeah, anyway, you can get a pack of eight so you can test which ones you like, or you can just look on the website and see what you see what you want. But Here's the thing, you can do that, and when you go to sparknaturals.com, which is scroll, it would be scrolling down there on the bottom, if you use the coupon code John316, then you can save 10% anytime, and that includes um, when they do sales, when they do free shipping, you know, so, so like if they have a 10% sale, you can use your coupon code even on that, um, and always save 10% more, so that's a good way to, to support our show. Uh, the other way is if you want to donate through through our website, BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give, you can do that too. And we really appreciate those of you who do. Okay. So you ready, Bareface? Yes. Okay. So HR 6666. Yeah, we're not making this up. Hey, now. Okay. That's that's what cracks me up is we're not making this up. Of no, all Of all the numbers they could give it. Well, I couldn't give it a three-digit because they'd probably, you know, to go back into the three-digit <laughs> numbers of House resolutions, I mean, that's decades ago. And I'll bet at that time they 
I can't be certain. I haven't researched it, but they probably skipped number six hundred sixty-six just uh, because of the connotations. But yeah. But anyway, so, they ha- they have no trouble numbering this one six hundred sixty-six, and I don't think it's just sequential. It came up six thousand six hundred sixty. Yeah, six thousand six hundred sixty-six, sixty-six, sixty-six. Okay, um, so we're gonna tell you what this is. Okay, I'm gonna just tell you the premise J.D. Farag God gave. Okay, he said. This is all about contract uh, tracing, which he he believes, that's what he said, he believes this will lead to worldwide civil unrest, which will then lead to martial law here in America. They're going to implement artificial intelligence for massive surveillance, um, and then they're going to promote a DNA-altering vaccine that they're going to require everybody to have. So this is called the... Testing, reaching, and contacting everyone. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So that's what it stands for. Trace. It stands for Trace. testing. You've probably seen stuff and testing, reaching. meeting online about tracing everyone. It's like, well, okay. I mean tracking. No. So that's what it means. It means testing, reaching, and contacting everyone. This is called the Trace Act. All right. So we're going to talk about it. Okay. Let's look at it. So we're not making this up. This was introduced this week. Like, literally a couple of days ago. All right. You want to read it, or should I read it? Authenticated U.S. government information from the government uh, publishing office. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. You want me to read it, or you want to read it? Sure. Just the, the preamble, if you would, or whatever they call it, the introduction that okay. tells you. So, H.R. 6666, to authorize the Secretary of Health and Human Services to award grants to eligible entities to conduct diagnostic testing for COVID-19 and related activities such as contact tracing through mobile health units and as necessary at individuals, residences, and for other purposes. Okay, so the, the people, most of the people we think, for the most part, are all the Democrats that went ahead and introduced this. Not all the Democrats, but all that all the, our co-sponsors are. Right, we're Democrats. Okay. So it says here, uh, be it enacted by the Senate House of Representatives of the United States of America in Congress assembled, assen, assembled. Section 1, short, short title, this act may be cited as the COVID-19 Testing, Reaching, and Contacting Everyone Act, also known as the TRACE Act. In general, the Secretary of Health and Human Services, acting through the Director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, may award grants to eligible entities to conduct diagnostic testing for COVID-19, to trace and monitor the contacts of infected individuals, and to support the quarantine of such contacts through, number one, mobile health units, and two, as necessary, testing individuals and providing individuals with services related to testing and quarantine, at their residences. B, permissible uses of funds. A grant recipient under this section may use the grant funds in support of the activities described in subsection A. One, to hire, train, compensate, and pay the expenses of individuals, and two, to purchase personal protective equipment and other supplies. C, priority. In selecting grant recipients under this section, the Secretary shall give priority to one, applicants proposing to conduct activities funded under this section in hotspots and medically underserved communities, and two, applicants 
that agree in hiring individuals to carry out activities funded, funded under this section to hire residents of the area or community where the activities will primarily occur with higher priority among applicants described in this par paragraph given based on the percentage of individuals to be hired from such area or community. D. Distribution. In selecting grant recipients under this section, the Secretary shall ensure that grants are distributed across urban and rural areas. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Trying to be fair. C. Okay, pay attention. Federal privacy requirements. Nothing in this section shall be construed to supersede any federal privacy or confidentiality requirement, including the regulations promulgated under Section 264C of the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act of 1996, uh, Public Law 104-191, 1 Stat 2033, and Section 543 of the Public Health Service Act 42U.S.C.290DD-2. It's all linked. You can go check it out. All right. So I'm going to see if... Okay. So the so definitions in this section, the term eligibility entity means a federally qualified health center, as defined in Section 1861 of the Social Security Act, B, a school-based health clinic, C, a disproportionate share hospital, uh, and it says as defined by the Social Security Act, D, an academic medical center, E, a nonprofit organization, including any such faith-based organization, F, an institution of higher education, G, a high school, H, any other type of entity that is determined by the secretary to be eligible entity for purposes of this section. The term emergency period has the meaning given to that term in section 1135 of the Social Security Act. The term hotspot means a geographic area where the rate of infection with the virus that causes COVID-19 exceeds the national average. The term medically underserved community has the meaning given to the term in Section 799B of the Public Health Service Act, and the term secretary means the Secretary of Health and Human Services. So authorization of appropriations to carry out this section, there are authorized to be appropriated. I don't know how much money is that. $100 billion. $100 billion. For, for the fiscal year 2020 and such sums as may be necessary for each fiscal year of 2021 and any subsequent fiscal year during which of the emergency period continues. So, um, <laughs> so what does all this mean? All right, so there's, okay. I'm trying to find the other part. Okay, I'm scrolling through the pages here. Oh, no, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it for now. So uh, that's, the, that's the act. Now, here's the thing. It, has, it hasn't been passed yet, so that's it's one thing. It's just been introduced in the House. It's been introduced, though, so. Oh. Okay, go ahead. Well, uh, there's this open-endedness, which is pretty typical for <laughs> government legislation, where it's used a lot of pork and unrelated things packed into a bill but um you know they say there's all these terms making sure it's this hipaa compliant all that but then they'll throw in uh you know a catch-all phrase 
such as, uh, you know, the term eligible entity, blah, 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 down to H, and any other type of entity as determined by the secretary to be eligible and eligibility for these for purpose of this section. So basically, uh, you know, eligible entity, people that will enforce this trace act if it comes becomes law, you know, that will those people be able to knock on doors and, and test people for COVID and their residences and um, you know, the people that carry that out well, here are the list of eligible entities according to U.S. Code this, U.S. Code that, U.S. Code that, U.S. Code that. Oh, and any other type of entity that is determined by the Secretary. So the Secretary of, of Health and Human Services, at a whim, without an act of Congress, without any kind of law on the books, can decide who an eligible entity is. So they may not be anyone... You know, if it would become law just as it is, anybody the secretary decides is an eligible entity. Um, this may be this may be news is some to some of you. I can speak. I should slow my mouth brain down to let my mouth engage. But I would suspect most of you already know that a lot of what goes on in in military operations around the world. Well, I wouldn't say a lot, but some of which is not done by the U.S. military, uh, but done by private contractors, um, paramilitary organizations that are that are not uh, sworn to uphold the Constitution of the United States or not volunteer forces, um, mercenaries, if you will. And you can check that out. You can talk to top brass. You can do your research. You can find that out. There are defense contractors who are not U.S. military people that are involved in military ops around the world, and they are mercenaries. They are soldiers for hire. They're defense contractors. Yep. Um, similarly, uh, when I see any other type of entity that is determined by the secretary to be an eligible entity for the purpose of this section, that means anybody the secretary wants to hire, you know, um, cousins, buddies, you know, whoever they owe a favor to, um, you know, want to give power to, um, whoever they want to line the pockets of, mm-hmm. to be these folks, to community organizers, uh, <laughs> to be the ones to knock on doors and take uh, action under this act, uh, could be there. And, and there was, um, yeah. You know, okay, we're we're authorizing a hundred billion dollars for this for this operation for fiscal year twenty twenty, which there's not much left of. Yeah. Um, I forget uh, the U.S. government fiscal do year twenty twenty what it runs from. Do you have the Do you have the sheets that I gave the three graphics I sent you? Yeah, I do. We should show those too. Okay, we will, but. Um, you know, so $100 billion, is... but again, the catch-all, number two under Section G, such sums as may be necessary for each fiscal year, 2021, and any subsequent fiscal year during which the emergency period continues. But, so, yeah. Yeah, so there's no sunset on this thing. It's like open-ended. We'll spend whatever it takes for as long as it takes. Do you know to... who Alex Azar is? Alex Azar, I can't say that I do. So Alex Azar, 
was just replaced by Mike Pence. Okay. So Alex, a Alex Michael Azar II is an American attorney. He's the former pharmaceutical industry lobbyist and executive and current presidential cabinet member who serves as the United States Secretary of Health and Human Services. That was until Mike Pence replaced him. But listen to this. He was nominated by Donald Trump on November 13th, 2017, and confirmed by the United States Senate on January 24, 2018. He was also chairman of the White House Coronavirus Task Force from its inception in January 2020 to February 2020, and then he was replaced by Vice President Mike Pence. Azar served as the general counsel of the United States Department of Health and Human Services from 2001 to 2005. And then in July of 2005, he was confirmed as the Deputy Secretary of Health and Human Services. He served in that capacity until January 2007 uh, when he resigned. From 2012 to 2017, he was the president of the U.S. Division of Eli Lilly and Company, a major drug company, and a member of the board of directors of the Biotechnology Innovation Organization, a large pharma pharmaceutical trade association. He is actually worth, and this is according to Wikipedia, so it could be biased reporting because Wikipedia, we know anybody can update. But according to this, he is currently worth only $8.7 million. So deep pockets, just so you know. Um, so just don't note the connection there with, with the um, pharmaceutical industries, okay? Because... Because even if he isn't currently that in that role, he is um, connected to people in that role. Okay. So we're bringing this up because JD brought it up. But also, one of the things we're concerned about, and this is what, what JD Frog brought up. He, he, he brought up what happens if somebody is non-compliant. So what happens if you have a mobile unit that comes to your home? to check up on you to see if you're okay and they want to test you for the coronavirus and number one you say eh, nah, i'm good i don't need it but they force it on you what are you going to do that's one thing oh, but wait this is america they'll never do that to you will they oh i don't know i mean at the end of last year none of us thought we'd be living in our houses and and you know having to pay for pickleball you know and only play with three other people i mean come on people our lives have totally changed and the mental breakdown of people in america it's happening you know people are starting to lose it and and if um something doesn't change there will be civil unrest which is why they are calling in the national guard and all of that because they're they're going to try to push back the people. Why do you think for the last decade, you know, the whole issue with guns has been such a big issue? You know, a lot of people, well, let me just put this. Most of my friends who are liberals on the left, they lean left. They're anti-gun because they wrongly believe that guns kill people. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Um, you know, you can kill somebody with a tablespoon of water if it gets in the lungs and they drown. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, you can kill somebody with a pencil. Should we outlaw pencils? You know, um, but the whole gun thing is, is if you have a population that is armed and can protect itself, then you can actually resist 
the government who's trying to control you and and terrorize you i mean the whole second amendment is for us to have the right to bear arms and protect ourselves against the ungodly government a well-ordered militia being necessary uh for the preservation of a free state or for the security i'm sorry the security of a free state it's not the security of a state a lot of uh, people say well yeah we don't that was because in Baghdad days there wasn't a really an army and well there was definitely an army i mean there's a continental army in 1776 there's certainly a um a uh, u.s army by 1789 though not called that i mean specifically uh, there was a um you know there was a, a national force by 1789 and officially when the um when the constitution was established anyway so it's not for the it's it's not the well well now we've got an army and a navy and all that that that, that meant then the, to secure the state no the the founders were very specific when they meant um you know for necessary security of a free state to keep it free and if you go back to the um you know continental or the you know whatever the mm-hmm. uh, the Congress and and look at the minutes and all that. I mean the the Bill of Rights was all about the people because it was a concern and James Madison all that kind of stuff. And anyway, long story short, you know the Constitution had laid out limitations of the government, and there were a few people that had wait a minute. There's nothing that specifically protects the rights of the people. And the arguments were, well, by limiting the government, it's protecting the rights of the people. That's what the Constitution is about, is limiting the powers of government to specific enumerated powers. And But there were enough vocal representatives that said, no, rights of the people need to be enumerated too. And that's what the, quote, Bill of Rights, those first ten amendments are about. So, so that second amendment, just like the first, has nothing to do with the government and its powers um you know enumerated powers it's all about the rights of the people you know the rights of the people you know the the well-ordered militia militia being necessary for the security of a free state the rights of the people to bear arms you know should not be infringed um it wasn't about the security of the the nation as a federal government but the security of the people anyway but, uh, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit just because I'm going this. Hey, go ahead and put yourself only on screen because I don't like sitting up here when you're just talking. What? <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, I just don't. So I don't want to. All right. Well, it, put um, yourself on yeah, screen. Pick the wrong shot. Oi. Oi. Um, that was magic, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I know. I know. I know there's people out there because of i can't think of the guy of east indian descent who's running for senate and supposedly claimed to invent email he's the microbiologist or whatever because i know he's full of it and he talks about dna changing um you know microorganisms and he's full of it because that doesn't happen whatever i'm the microbiologist i'm not even a macrobiologist don't even play one on TV. But I remember from high school biology how viruses work. And I remember, you know, 
basically learning that viruses are the closest living thing to being non-living. And that is they're they're living, they have a life, they have a life force, I guess, they use you know ATP to stay alive like all living things do. Uh, but they don't carry on any life processes themselves. The way viruses work is they attach themselves to a host cell, inject their own RNA or DNA, depending on the virus, and get that cell to manufacture more of the same. Because uh, viruses don't um, replicate like normal cells do through mitosis. And I'm not going to go through high school biology. But they, viruses spread the way they do. They go on, they procreate, they don't really procreate, they replicate by injecting their genetic material into a cell to get that cell to generate more of the virus by replacing its DNA. So it's not too far-fetched for this brain, as limited as it is, for someone to come with a genetically modified organism that operates just like a virus that goes, that when it infects a person, injects its DNA into other cells to replicate more of the same. Is that DNA altering? What is on the cellular level, what that means on a larger level, I don't know. Well, it means a lot of things with viruses that we do know about and, uh, and the symptoms that come with those, like the flu or Ebola or, you know, HIV, things like that. Anyway, I'm done. Hello. That's cool. Well, are you going to put up the, the, the images I gave you? Which ones do you want? I don't know. You could put up any of them. So just so you can see that this is this was this issue has been brought out in the Washington Times. You you guys can see the screenshot there. HR six 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 six, a devil of a COVID nineteen government surveillance plot. You know, think about it. We we've talked about that a lot in this show. We're all being monitored, whether you want to believe it or not. Yeah, you are. Um, okay, so there's that. What else? Okay, yeah. Oh yeah. These are from J.D. Frog's um, presentation. Anyway, we, we took them. So the Rockefeller Foundation's COVID-19 plan, step one. 30... This is a screenshot from MSNBC, by the way. I don't know. It's okay. getting cut off. But... 30 million tests per week. Cost is only $100 billion. Step two is up to three, three, 300000 for contact tracing. And step three is digital data sharing platform. Mm-hmm. So my question is, just out of curiosity, <laughs> how many people do you think are going to be sharing all this on the digital data platform? And how many of you are concerned that somebody might snitch on you? Huh? Just out of curiosity. Just raise your hand. If you think that there's somebody in your life that would actually snitch on you if you decided that you didn't want to do this. Okay. So the next one he's going to show tells you the estimated, uh, is this the people that they want to vaccinate or the money? Uh, this is the, how many vaccinations done by that time okay. is the, so they want to have a hundred million vaccinations done by November of this year, 200 million by December and 300 million by 2021 in January. Okay. Now, my question to you is, because let's, let's just ask this. 
let's just say, oh, I don't know, 300 million people got vaccinated. Do you think that it would seriously end the pandemic? Or do you think something more nefarious would happen as a result? Just curious. Because, and and I, w- I was talking to a friend of mine today in, in text. It wasn't a long conversation, but this was a friend of mine from my church who recently went to New York. She's a nurse. She went to New York to actually help up there. And she told me that she's so over this COVID-19 thing. Now that tells you something. This is somebody who spent almost a month up there. And she's like, I am so over this. I talked to a random nurse at Walmart who I don't even know. She's telling me a complete stranger about how this is absolutely ridiculous. I'm talking to other people who are like, I'm not going anywhere because I am not going to risk it. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm talking to other people who are like, I don't care. Let me be around all the people in the world. Now, here's the interesting thing. Uh, One of the things J.D. Frog said in his message, he said, the reason why they want to group us in groups of 10 or less, and I think they've upped that number to 50 or less in some places, isn't because of the fear of getting the contamination. It's because it's easier to use facial recognition in order to identify who you are. Because when there's more than 10 or 20 people in a crowd, it's a lot harder to get that surveillance video right there on your face to identify who you are. And now here's the other interesting thing too. The other interesting thing is, have you noticed all your, your devices? They are now, they have started to introduce facial recognition as a means of security. Yep. You know, I mean, it's not just biometrics. I mean, uh, Frank Abnegale, who was the subject of that movie, um, Catch Me If You Can, he's a privacy and security expert. Um, He actually said in his book, Scam Me If You Can, which I actually have, it's downstairs. I got it because of the fact that I sell identity theft and, and restoration management services. He actually said that by 2020, they're gonna only use fingerprints for passwords anywhere, anywhere you are. Well, that hasn't quite happened yet, but we're very close. I mean, our, our phones, most, how many of you guys have a phone where you can log in with your fingerprint? I do. How many of you resisted it in the beginning? I did. But then I was like, yeah, this is a lot easier. You know, it just turns out that my particular phone, it doesn't work well on it. And I actually knew that before I bought it. Um, But then, you know, with the facial recognition and all that, they can zone in on you. How many of you have shut that off on Facebook? You you do, you are aware that on Facebook, they have automatically made it a default that they can tag all of your pictures and that they can recognize you in anybody else's pictures where you happen to be in it, right? Now, I don't know about you, but I went in, I shut that off on mine. I don't want anybody else. I mean, I don't want, you know, a friend of mine who has my picture in it. I don't want to be recognized over there, even though they already have, you know, millions of pictures of me by now because of the way that they, uh, you know, surveillance says that you. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so the point is, is that we're all being watched. We're all being tracked. We're all being monitored. 
Um, and what they tell us is that it's all under the guise of, you know, how to market stuff to us and all that other stuff. And admittedly, hey, I recently was marketed something on Facebook. I bought a gratitude journal. You know why? Because I love gratitude journals and somehow Facebook knew that I liked them. And I was like, oh my gosh, here's a sale on a gratitude journal. But what about the nefarious plot that Bill Gates and the evildoers who, who are actually trying to control the world, what about their plot to wipe out mass amounts of the population? That's why this is a concern to so many people, because all of a sudden you begin to mass vaccinate people. You know, who's to say that's not a vaccination that's going to kill somebody, right? That's why I know there's so many anti-vax people, which I happen to be one, um, that are like screaming and jumping up and down from the rooftops trying to tell people, don't do it, don't do it, you know, because these people, the people who are the puppet masters, Bill Gates and all these guys with all the money, their goal is to reduce the population of the, of the world, not just America, but the world. And they have to rein in America, okay? America is one of the last freestanding countries in the world. The thing is, is we have a constitution and we have a Bill Largely of Rights. Ignored. <laughs> I know. But the thing is, is we have a constitution and we have a Bill of Rights as citizens of America. We have a constitution and we have a Bill of Rights that conveniently gets lost, rejected, ignored, you know. I mean, some of the biggest violations to our Constitution has been, you know, Roe versus Wade, you know, and the, the pro-gay marriage garbage that was passed. I mean, none of that's constitutional. Just because it's law doesn't mean it's constitutional. It's completely not constitutional, you know. Um, but, you know, with them wanting to disarm us, they're trying to take away our, our rights, right? The right to free speech. Think about that, all right? Let's talk about the right to free speech for a minute, okay? So do I not have the right to express my opinion in America when I say something as, as true that marriage is a man and a woman, right? Well, okay, so this is kind of a back burner issue right now, although I will tell you, um, in a couple of weeks, it's going to be Homosexual Pride Month. I don't know if... Uh, if uh, Trump is going to go ahead and make it official, but I've already started seeing ads from the activists about it. You know, some of the newspapers are already starting to promote it. I'm like, oh my gosh, can't you people give up? Give it up, you know? I mean, hello. But like it used to be in America, I could say marriage is one man and one woman and everybody was like, yeah, do you think it's a mistake that the gay lobby co-opted June for their pride month? I don't think so because... Most men and women who get married, they get married in June, right? Everybody wants to be a June bride. It's a great time of the year to get married. Well, now, if you actually boldly proclaim that marriage is one man and one woman, and I'm just using this as an example, a lot of people will accuse you of hate speech and being discriminatory. And they forget the fact that you have a right to free speech. You know, it's, it's in our Constitution, now, what about the right to assemble freely to worship? Do you guys not know that when our churches stopped assembling, that this is an infringement on our right to worship and to congregate? 
So we know of a couple of churches that the pastors were arrested, even though they complied with the, with the government guidelines. Uh, they were arrested, even though they complied. That should never happen in America. It should never happen in America that churches should never be able to assemble anywhere. Now, a lot of people are compliant and they want to see where this is going to go and, you know, and all that. But what I can tell you, there's a movement happening in California under their dictatorship over there where I believe it's this Sunday, uh, this coming Sunday, where Pastor Jack Hibbs and a number of other pastors in that state are, are, going to, are basically telling the government, catch me if you can. If you're going to, we're going to worship in our churches and if you want, come and arrest me. You know, because this is ridiculous. You're violating my right to worship. And that's where this comes down to. It comes down to the freedom that God gave us. And if nobody stands up for the freedoms that we currently have, we will not have them, people. And that is why this is so concerning. Because if somebody comes to your house and they, and they want to test you, or they claim you have COVID and they don't. And let's say you don't have enough room in your house to quarantine that person by themselves with, the, with their own bathroom and stuff. And this is what JD talked about. They are actually planning on taking that person out, putting them someplace else. Okay? Temporary housing. Temporary housing. So here's the thing. All right. So let's see what some of the comments are. Um. So Daughter of the Lion says it takes 20 to 30 years to get a lig ligament vaccine. Do not take it. I'm telling you, do not take it. Yeah, well, I'm not going to take it. I don't Do you mean legitimate? Okay. Anyway, Natasha says, but no one ever said churches had to close down. Well, by telling churches that they can't worship the way that they normally do, what I mean, it, maybe they didn't use the word closed down, but I actually have a thing in my email here. I can read you. In fact, I will. I think Randall wants to say something first. Um, no, I was going to talk about uh, AI surveillance. Yeah, go ahead. While I'm trying to find this article, because because this this was another issue I was going to bring up. But go ahead, talk about the artificial intelligence. Well, I've got uh, I've got a there's a video that I saw that came out last year that I watched. It's just ten minutes long, so I don't really want to do the whole thing. Are you, but, well, uh, can you just talk about it? Um. Uh, how about we just like take three minutes of it, two or three minutes of it? Okay. All right, let's. Uh, I should probably put my headset in so I can hear it. Yeah. yeah check this out. Okay. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Not, it's not from uh, Infowars or any you know, place like that. Oh be good if I brought the volume up. was recently banned in San Francisco. But few people realize that many police departments have adopted artificial intelligence, using it to analyze video surveillance footage, which can track objects and people. I've taken the 8,213 objects and I've reduced it to 80 objects. Other new technologies like sensors, drones equipped with augmented my, reality my capabilities, and real-time crime centers are also making their way into police departments in the U.S. All that technology used for the right purposes and the right reasons, I think, is, is good. So while, no, I don't want to be mugged, I want to be in a community that's safe, I don't think expanding surveillance is the way to do that. 
there is just a lot of technology being acquired that's collecting information on everyone, regardless of whether you're involved in a crime or not. And I don't want to end up in a version of America where people are afraid to do things in life because of being watched all the time. To understand how police departments use these new technologies, which makes law enforcement much more powerful, we traveled to New Orleans. For the past year and a half, the city's Office of Homeland Security has been operating a real-time crime center. The city's installed over 400 cameras in hotspots, from the French Quarter to outer-lying districts. It also pulls in camera feeds from over 150 businesses and private homeowners. The system screens all incoming calls for service, including 911 calls, which automatically activate the network of cameras. All of these cameras would spin up automatically in the software when any incident is created within a tenth of a mile of these three blocks. So your eyes can be there before an officer's eyes? Sure. All of our cameras are pan tilt zoom cameras, 30 times optical zoom. And you can very easily rewind back and also see it happening? Sure. If it's obviously associated with a criminal matter, we'd go through historical footage and provide that information to the officers. Some police officers in New Orleans have quickly embraced this access to recorded surveillance cameras. The street's pretty well covered by cameras? Yes. Cameras out every intersection. Paul Johnson's been with the New Orleans police force for six years. He's a night shift detective in the French Quarter. That camera right there, it's hiding in plain sight right there. Correct, yes. This particular camera actually has assisted me on one of my latest cases probably like a couple months ago. We had a shooting at this very intersection at like 4.30 in the morning. Of the gentleman that got shot claimed to be the victim. We watched the video surveillance, went back, and it showed that actually he was actually shooting at the young man first. So it kind of, you know, helped us exonerate the guy we were looking for. And if you didn't have the camera, do you think you would have known the truth? No, absolutely not. We talked to Paul Newell, the second in command of the New Orleans police. There are critics out there and people who okay. aren't comfortable with the idea of... Anyway. I want to commentate, Mr... If you go on to watch that and similar videos where, where AI comes in, like talk about AI footage and you heard about identifying objects in the scene, uh, basically what the existing technology does that we know about, <laughs> I mean, who knows what we don't know about yet, let's say, you know, when it comes to tracing the individual, their contacts, Stacy Lynn Harp suddenly becomes a person of interest. Yeah, I am. Okay. We don't need to start tracking her because <laughs> because digital storage is cheap these days, uh, pennies per terabyte, uh, this historical footage is stored in mass. And because of things down to the pixel level, we go, okay, basically the map of Stacey Lynn Harp's facial recognition looks like this. She's suddenly become a person of interest. Rather than start watching her now, the technology say, go back and get all the footage from the past three months, where she's been in the city, who she's talked to, where she, you know, what places she visited. My life what, is boring, people. What, what car she, anyway. You'd see me at Pickleball, <laughs> the grocery store, and here. But that's much. it. People <laughs> think, well, I'm, I'm not doing anything wrong, and nobody cares about watching me. I can't see somebody Sometimes sitting there in a big room. <laughs> You know, in a big room of screens, and they're, my life is boring, they're not, nobody has to be watching you. The artificial intelligence, the computers are watching you, Yep. and as soon as someone says, hey, we're interested in this person, they can go back for weeks, 
probably months and pull up footage of you. Nobody has to scrub through it. Oh, the, oh, there she is because of this facial recognition, you, these maps. They get, can the computer will go back and pull up just those clips where that person appears. Get the DVD Shadow Government. Mm-hmm. It's an older DVD, but get it. It will scare you. Uh, by the way, I see Phyllis over on uh, Facebook, and so is Carmen over there. All right, here's the other thing. I just sent it to Randall, the, the article. Yeah. So this was just published today from Liberty Council. It's titled, Chicago Threatens to Close or Destroy Churches. So my buddy Sean is over there in Chicago land. So it says here, Chicago, Illinois. Today, the Chicago Department of Public Health sent a letter to Elam Pentecostal Church and other Romanian churches in the city threatening closure and summary abatement in the threatening letter. Commissioner Allison Ardwadi, or Wadey, I don't know how to say that. Anyway, wrote, I am authorized to seek to enjoin such nuisance or to cause the same to be similarly abated in such manner as I may direct. Whatever the heck that means. Anyway, the letter ended by stating that the city will take steps necessary to abate, including summary abatement. According to the Illinois Supreme Court, summary abatement would mean to put down or destroy without process. This means the inspector can, upon his own judgment, cause the alleged nuisance to stop on his own authority and effect a deconstruction of property at his discretion. The day after President Donald Trump stated that houses of worship are essential and that governors must allow them to reopen, note that they've been closed, Natasha, Chicago authorities declare religious gatherings undertaken with all the hygiene and social distancing guidelines to be a public nuisance subject to summary abatement. Chicago is therefore threatening the closure and even destruction of church buildings in the discretion on a single individual. Liberty Council founder and chairman Matt Staver said in between President Donald Trump's announcement that houses of worship should open on or should open and Memorial Day, where we honor brave men and women who fought and died for our freedom, Chicago threatens to close and even destroy churches. What a contrast. Executive orders from Governor J.B. Pritzker are an insult to the First Amendment and to all Americans who understand the price, the price and value of religious freedom. Each day, the thug tactics to close churches in Illinois gets more bizarre and outrageous. The courts must stop this insanity. Um, and I agree. And this isn't this. Uh, if you if you should go to lc.org, um, just go to lc.org. That's Liberty Council's website. They actually have a list of cases like this on their site that you can follow. You can see how uh, religious freedom Christian freedom, freedom, freedom is being targeted all the time. Yeah, and that article links a letter from um, from the uh, commissioner of the Chicago Department of Public Health. Yeah. And basically is, it's written, not basically, is addressed to the pastor of that church and citing all the things, it's contrary to the state stay-at-home order, executive order, and you know we've threatened you before, basically. Where you were issued an administrative notice of violation uh, because you reported to have gatherings in excess of 10 individuals. So you violated that, and basically keep up with this nonsense that uh, you know we're going to consider a nuisance. And that that phrase is very intentional. And they cite the code in the letter, the the uh, 
Commissioner cites that code from the law to cause all nuisance affecting the health of the public to be abated with all reasonable promptness um, to correct by whatever means are necessary any health hazard that presents an immediate risk to the life or health or one or more of the citizens of the city of Chicago. So basically pulling on these laws to say, oh, because this is a health thing, um, and this is an executive order, no more than 10 people. If you do 11 there, then we've got, you know, by law, because this is a, this is a health issue, health issue, and it's a public nuisance that, yeah, that one, that, you know, as a commissioner, I can, I can, I can shut the place down, I can dismantle it, burn it down, whatever. Well, talk to people in in California. Okay, mm. so Carmen says the technology is going to help recognize us with masks, LOL. I've actually seen an increase of cameras in our streets here in Staten Island, New York, since this pandemic started. Oh, yeah, and I'm following some of my other friends in New York, too. I, I'm glad I don't live in New York. I was born there, but I'm glad I don't live there. Um, you know, you bring up the mask issue. You know Vicki Fitch, right? She was actually kicked off Facebook. She was literally put in Facebook jail, right? They asked her to put a um, picture of her up to validate who she was. So she uploaded a picture, one of the latest ones in her camera, with her mask on. And um, I don't think they thought it was very funny, to be yeah. honest. Uh, but knowing Vicky, I think it was funny myself. Um, but anyway, um, and eventually she got out of Facebook jail. But... but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do real quick. I do kind of. I can't to... believe Vicky ended up in Facebook jail. I have never ended up in Facebook jail, mm. and she says I'm a shock jock, which I am not. But she apparently is because she ended up in Facebook jail. <laughs> I have to wonder. You know, at the same time, this, inc- you know, at the same time, you know, oh, facial so recognition taught. We have these two sides of <laughs> the facial recognition technology and this and this uh, emphasis on wearing masks. So I'm not sure how those go together or if they do yeah well you know the whole mask thing is stupid it's just it's just stupid in my opinion you want here's my opinion people okay here's my opinion you ready don't ever wear a mask get your hands really dirty walk around with people touch people hug people kiss people if you want just as long as they let you want to kiss them just you know don't do all the inappropriate stuff but you know what i'm saying be around people build your immunity up uh don't be afraid to get your hands dirty you know that's why i think pickleball is hilarious because they're like we're washing the ball yeah we are and you cannot play with those other people really okay well that's stupid but i'll take it i mean right now <laughs> for, for right now you know what? The only reason I wore a mask one time in this whole time, and the only reason I wore it was because when I got my eyes examined, they required me to do it so I could get my eyes examined. But you know what? After I got my eyes examined, I took it off in the building when I was picking out new frames for my glasses, which hopefully will end up be in about a week or so. So then you people will be able to see me with glasses on. Yeah, you will. And you'll be like, wow, look at her. She has glasses. <laughs> you'll never see me without them again because I can see so much better with them. Uh, hey, Mia. Okay, so let's say hi to some people. I see uh, Nina's in there. I see a couple of people, finally. Um, Mia's there, which I'm so happy about. John, you're there. Lisa, Diana, 
Yeah, I said hi to Natasha already. Hi from Turkey is there. I think Dawn is still, I don't know, Dawn, if you're over on Facebook still or not, but, but yeah, you know, look, you guys, okay, so let's get to this thing. You want to get to the scripture now? Sure. So here's the thing. Okay, look, as believers in Jesus, right? Let's say it out loud. I am a believer in Jesus Christ. Yeah, I am. I am a devout follower of Jesus Christ. Yeah, I am. I would die for Jesus Christ, I hope. I mean, I can't say for sure I would, but, you know, I would hope I would, given the fact that I've served him for 30-something years, and I know his word, I love his word, and I know how this ends. So, uh, yeah. But here's here's the thing. If you understand end times Bible prophecy, then you understand, and this is why this is why it drives me crazy was when some of my friends don't, who are believers, don't get this. And it's because you're not reading God's word, okay? And I'm just going to smack you right there okay that was a that was me just being gentle my daily disciple group is there on facebook in order to encourage you to read the bible every day look you don't have to read what i'm telling you to read just read something because there will be a time and i'm not a prophet and i know some of you have called me a prophet blah blah but i'm not I just know Christian persecution because I wrote about it for eight years for the Voice of the Martyrs, okay? Christian persecution worldwide is a real thing. It's coming to America. And this is a soft way of introducing it. If you think that our church is not assembling the way that they have right now, is not a subtle form of getting the church to break up? Think about this. People not going to church in person, they're not necessarily watching those sermons online. Maybe they are. Maybe it's super cool. You can do it in your pajamas, whatever. You can do it any day of the week. There, There is no lack of Bible teaching. There, well, there's no lack of, well, there is lack of biblical Bible teaching, <laughs> but there's no lack of listening to somebody who's so, who says there's a believer, okay? There's no lack of worship music. You can turn that on any time that you want. The fellowship, however... You cannot manufacture the same type of fellowship and intimacy through the internet. You just can't. Okay? And I'm I'm talking as somebody who took myself out of traditional church for a very long time. And I finally got back into a church. And the community is way different in person than it is online. So don't fool yourself into thinking that, you know, you're having the same type of fellowship. It's not. It's not the same type of fellowship because the people you're fellowshipping with online, should you have an in-person crisis, most of them that you're communicating with are not going to be able to help you. That's why you need people locally. You know, that's why you need to be in a church locally. You know, will you ever agree 100%? Probably not, but whatever. Okay. So here's the thing. Um, having God's word hidden in your heart and being in his word daily and memorizing it should be a priority for every believer. There should be zero excuses, right? And I hear people say, oh, I don't have the time. I got to work, blah, blah, blah. Really? Do you know what my schedule is like? <laughs> Put it on your calendar. Schedule it. Make an appointment with God and do it. You know, it's going to make your day the best thing ever. If you can't do it in the morning, do it at night before you go to sleep. 
I don't care. Just put it on your calendar and schedule a half hour with God or however much time you you want to value your time with God. Okay, he's not legalistic. He's not going to go, well, you know, if you only spend 23 minutes with me, uh, you know, I'm not going to love you. Okay, so here's the thing. Okay. Download the version Bible app. Put it on your phone. Set an alarm. My personal devotion time is 6 a.m. Okay, I have a 7 a.m. call I'm on Monday through Friday for a half hour. My morning devotion is 6 to 7. Am I always... Reading my Bible between 6 and 7? No, I'm not going to lie about it because sometimes I get up at 6.30. But the point is, is I have it on my schedule and I try to do it the best I can. There's going to come a time when the church is going to be taken out of here. Before that happens, however, the only way you're going to stand if and when the church becomes persecuted like it is all over the world the same here in America is you're going to be standing with whatever the word of God is you have memorized and you've hidden in your heart, people. And that's a fact. That is a complete fact. I'm telling you, I, for eight years, I wrote three blog posts a day for the voice of the martyrs. And I know Christian persecution patterns. I know who persecutes Christians. I know what governments do that persecute Christians and Maybe right now we're not quite there, but it's coming. And here's the thing. This whole setup that we're seeing is just the foundation. It's another brick. There's going to be an antichrist, you guys. I know the world likes to mock it. They like to mock Jesus. They like to mock the the, the rapture is going to come. They like to make fun of Christians. Hey, I get picked on by my friends I'm like, whatever, but you know what? Secretly, I have people coming to me all the time asking me stuff. Just recently, I had somebody come to me and say, what is it about, you know, are you worried about the COVID-19 thing? No, I'm not. I'm really not. I don't watch the news, number one, because I'm not going to give that a stronghold or a foothold in my life. I'm just not going to because it's a bunch of baloney. And number two, if if you're in the word, You don't have anything to worry about because you already know you're reading that God's going to take care of you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to provide for you. And he will. He does in ways that you don't expect to, just so you know. So because I love you, even though I've never met most of you, and as God told me many years ago through various people that I'm a spiritual mom to people, even though I kicked and screamed over it. Consider me your mama and telling you to get into God's word. Okay, just do it and pray and journal. And don't forget to be thankful for the stuff that God gives you. Because you will forget, so write it down. I, I know, I have, to, I have to write it down. You know, God blesses me all the time with stuff. And I'm like, what? I didn't even, you know, I didn't even think about this. So, but here's the thing. So, so anyway, so here's how it ends, okay? The Holy Spirit resides within the believer, correct? Yes, read John chapter 14, okay? When, when, when Jesus said to his disciples right before he knew he was going to ascend to heaven, he said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. 
And then he goes on to talk about how he, he went to build a place for us. And if it was not so, he would not have told us. And then he talks about how he gave us the comforter. And, you know, that comforter is the Holy Spirit that convicts us, that counsels us, you know. He'll be with you and he will be in you. Yes. It's an amazing thing. But see, here's the thing. The world mocks is the rapture. The rapture is going to happen, you guys. Can it happen in our lifetime? Absolutely. There is zero things left to happen before the rapture. Absolutely nothing. There's nothing that needs to happen for the rapture to happen. Nothing. And you can make fun of the rapture. You can say, oh, it's never going to happen. The word rapture isn't in the Bible. And that's true. The word, the English word rapture is not in the Bible. I've had some snarky atheists tell me that, and it's true. Okay. But I will say that the word harpazo is, and the word snatching out is in the Greek, it's there. And there is a sequence of events, prophetic events that have to take place. And the rapture of the church is going to happen. And when that happens, all hell is going to break loose on earth. And so this is what I want to tell you. If you do not yet know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, if you have not received the free gift of eternal life, then yeah, then I just want to encourage you to, because he loves you. And here's the thing. You know what? The Bible says in John 1, 12, for as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God. See, it's not going to be this new age global thing that, you know, Oprah and all those guys are, are going to be selling you. You know, that it's the Jesus, the avatar Jesus or the new age Jesus. It's not going to be, you know, the power uh, within you and, and you're, you're going to speak crap into the universe and it's going to come back to you because the universe is going to do this for you. That's a bunch of a bunch of stuff. <laughs> I, I really want to say it, but I'm not going to because there could be a kid watching. I, I'm trying to be nice, but you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? If you know who Jesus really is, you need to worship him and serve him, become his child, repent of your sins, turn, turn from him and walk away and follow Christ. You know, pick up your cross daily and follow him, right? Because he wins. The devil is a liar. He's a deceiver. And if you don't think that's true, you look at all the people today in the world who are all whacked out because of what's going on. And then you look at the people who are not whacked out and you wonder what's, what's difference? What's the difference? I'll tell you what the difference is. The difference is the people who are all freaked out are being mesmerized and captivated by the lies in the media. And it is. It's nothing but a big deceptive card trick, ultimately. Well, how do you know, Stacey Lynn Harp? Do you know everything? No, I don't know everything. But what I do know is that the media lies through its teeth. And I have numerous stories. I've been doing this 16 years. And number two, uh, God never lies. So I can trust what he says in his word. And one thing he says is that he never lies. And the church is going to be left. And when the church leaves this world... It's going to be total chaos unless you know, and, and so if you don't know Jesus, you need to get to know him and not because I'm trying to scare you, but because the Lord loves you, you know, Jesus is the only God 
who will ever love you back, right? The universe isn't going to love you. Sorry, people. I, I, I mean, you can worship the universe if you'd like, but the universe, God made it. So why wouldn't you want to worship God instead of the universe? To me, that just doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? You are not God either, just so you know. If you're one of these people, you believe, oh my gosh, I'm God. Ah. Then I'm like, really? Because, wow, that's pretty amazing that you're God. Because <laughs> if you're God, why aren't you fixing this mess, right? I mean, there's just so many dumb things with that belief system. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, anyway. Okay, let's see some comments. All right, Daughter of the Lion. This is my first time here. I'm loving this. Well, well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm surprised you found the show because, you know, it gets hidden all the time. Um, I miss my dear mama. I would go to her all the time with my questions. You know what, Carolina girl? I miss my mom too. Um, she became a believer essentially on her deathbed after me praying for her for about 20 years. And, um, it is, um, you know, it's, it's hard when your mom's not here. And what do moms do, right? They tell you the truth. They comfort you. They give you cookies and milk, which I won't give either one of those things to you, but they do try to encourage you and let you know it's going to be okay. And for the believer, it is going to be okay. You know what? The new world order, the, one world government that's being put in place right now before our before our eyes completely bill gates the world health federation the center for disease control all these people they let, they mapped this out months ago right what they what they're doing is they're what's happening is you're watching people be compliant that's what you're doing and all the people who are being compliant they, they're getting mad at people like me and Randall and others who are saying, eh, don't worry about it. Let's go live our life, blah, blah, etc." Um, and that is going to create your civil unrest at some point. Right? Right. I know it was years ago, right? But the, the agenda 201 that was actually held in, in just, event 201 was held in October. So, but yeah, this is this has been going on for a long time. This is they, they've been laying the bricks for a long time, and the rise of the Antichrist is going to come up. Now, I believe personally that I will not see the Antichrist, and the reason I believe that is because I believe the church will be raptured before that takes place. So, if you happen to see the Antichrist and you're not gone, just so you know, you might want to not take the mark and do everything that that guy tells you, even though it'd be really really hard. So, should we look at that passage? Which one? The one that JD had, the Second Thessalonians one. We can do that one. Okay. So, Bareface brought this up like that, didn't he? Okay. So, um, Second, Th Second Thessalonians chapter two. Um, I'm just going to read it off the screen. I think I can see it. So, it says here, Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God 
or that is worshipped so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he, and this is the Holy Spirit he's referring to, who now restrains us will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteousness, deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in his in unrighteousness. Keep it up there just a second. So look, look there, you guys. Okay, open up your Bible and look at it. Second Thessalonians chapter two. So look, okay, it says, do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things and now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. The word he is there. That's referring to the Holy Spirit, you guys. Okay. So the Holy Spirit who now restrains, restrains what? Lawlessness. Will be taken out of the way. Okay. So what that, the Holy Spirit. Not out of the world, but out of the way. Okay. So. And then it says, then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. So, Randall, do you believe that that's talking about the rapture? Because that's what J.D. Frog suggested when he read that. About he, that who the, now restraints will be taken out of the way. Yeah, like the Holy Spirit in us. Indwelling the we believer. Will, yeah, the Holy Spirit will be in us. We will be taken out of the world, and then the lawless one would be revealed, which would, which is the Antichrist. Uh, that very well could be. Um, That's what he said. Right, and things very well be. Uh, the language isn't crystal clear, but certainly there's something restraining, and um, and that very well could be, you know, the presence of the Holy Spirit through the church. And I like that he emphasized, you know, taken out of the way, not out of the world. The Holy Spirit you will know, leave the world, but that presence. Um, and it is interesting that it is, I believe, in the in the masculine, uh, he who now restrains, not the feminine, which uh, the, the church yeah. would be, uh, ecclesia. So, yeah, that's why I'm not sure. But um, certainly, there's something right now that's restraining but there is coming a time when there's going to be the lawless one who's according to the working of satan with all power signs lying wonders and all unrighteous deception among those who perish that is those who are not saved uh because they didn't they they're perishing among those because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved right and um but the good news is he lays out there that that one will be destroyed by the Lord, will be consumed with the breath of his mouth, with the brightness of his coming, 
but we see there something restraining or someone restraining taking out of the way uh the lawless one coming whose works you know according to the power of satan and um deceives uh convinces many that they should believe the lie and uh that's definitely the definite article in the greek and that um that that will all end when the lord returns the brightness of his coming but we'll be with him when he returns that is the indication as i get it in scripture so that's that right. means we'll be gone because right. we, we, we can't come back we unless can't we come left. back unless we're gone right so that's pretty, that's kind of cool isn't it mm-hmm. yeah it is see see now aren't y'all encouraged uh, so here's the thing, you know, read the Bible guys. I mean, maybe this week, this is what we'll do right now. I'll declare it. I will declare and share that we're going to read, um, the book of second Thessalonians this week. And you want to read a passage from first Peter? I do. All right. Do you want me to read it or you want me to read it? Why don't you do it? Okay. I'll do I'd it. i put it in the NASB since. I know my favorite version. Um, okay. Okay. So this is first Peter four, 12, 12 to 19. Just some encouragement. Which says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you, which comes upon you for your testing, as though some strange thing were happening to you. But to, but to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, keep on rejoicing, so that also at the revelation of his glory you may rejoice with exaltation. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. Make sure that none of you suffers as a murderer, a thief, or evildoer, or a troublesome meddler. But if anyone suffers as a Christian, he is not to be ashamed, but is to glorify God in his name. For it is time for judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? Okay, you just move the thing. And if it is with difficulty that the righteous is saved... What will become of the godless man and the sinner? Therefore, those also who suffer according to the will of God shall entrust their souls to a faithful creator in doing what is right. Bareface actually read that to me this morning. He was trying to encourage me. Yeah, he was. And yeah, he did. But, yeah, because, you know. Because <laughs> I was freaking out about some stuff. I'm like, no! It's like, yeah, so what? What if it comes? <laughs> you know, the... Um, that comes, you know, that don't think it's strange, anything, you know, something strange is happening, oh my goodness, Christian suffering, and you know, what was the suffer? what were the sufferings of Christ, at whose hands did he suffer? Man. Yeah, but was it, was it the poverty that he suffered, was it the no. disease that he suffered? No. Was it, what was it? It was persecution for you know, for his identification. Well, the whole Bible is a book of persecution. Right. If so, you read it, then if you understand persecution throughout the whole Bible, my friend Glenn Penner, who's been with the Lord for a number of years, he wrote a book called In the Shadow of the Cross, where he literally outlaid, he, he studied the Bible from cover to cover, and he shows you how the Jews throughout history were persecuted, and then it went to the Christians, and the whole Bible is a book about persecution, if you look at it that way. Yeah, so as as Peter lays out, to the to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, keep on rejoicing. 
so that also at the revelation of his glory you may rejoice exultation. This is if you are reviled for the name of Christ, not because you're a murderer or a thief or a shoplifter or a troublesome meddler or whatever, but if you suffer, you are reviled for the name of Christ. It's because of your Christian faith that you're reviled, that that's what gets you into trouble, naming the name of Christ. He says, then you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. And you know, for a long time, because my introduction to Christianity was reading Matthew's gospel, and and the Lord said, you know, blessed are you when men persecute you and you know, say all sorts of, you know, accuse you falsely, etc. And he said, um, in short, uh, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. And I'm like, okay, I'm missing something there. Maybe it didn't translate well into the English. So I was able to get a hold of the Greek text. And, okay, what, is, what does it mean, rejoice and be exceedingly glad? That's, it must mean something else in original, original language. And, in, well, yes, it was different in the original language. In the original language, in the Koine Greek, it's one word, agliaste, which basically means much jumping. That when you're persecuted for his name... You should jump up and down. And I'm like, okay, now I, now I even comprehend it less. Until I read this passage. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. I'm thinking, if you, if you suffer as a murderer, it's because you've murdered someone. If you suffer as a thief, it's because you've stolen something. Criminal. Yeah. Etc. So if you suffer for the name of Christ, what does that mean? You look like Christ. Exactly. So if if you if you're identified, the reason that you suffer grief is be for the, for the name of Christ. And it's like wow, you know, Christ is living in me through me. I am I am so yielded to the Holy Spirit that the character of Christ shows through me, and it angers people who are anti-Christ. It angered my mom, that's for sure. And and so that's that's a reason to jump up and down. It's like because it because you're wondering, man, am I you know am I even a good Christian? Am I you know whatever? And it's just, no. and it seems like but when someone comes to you, dirty rotten Christian, you you know whatever you Bible thumping, and you like wait a minute, hey, I'm in, you know that. <laughs> You know, I'm, if yeah. I'm reviled for the name of Christ, then yeah, well, then He's working in me. Yeah, good point. Yeah, so doesn't that I encourage you? Okay, so that's your homework. Your homework this week is to have somebody revile you because you're too Christian. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I was telling somebody this week um, that uh, I was um, I was in a networking meeting. Because I sell Legal Shield, yeah, Legal Shield is a wonderful product. You can get it from me if you want to know more. Just let me know; I'll send you info on it. But, but I'm in a I'm in a lot of networking groups because I'm trying to earn some money. It's just been harder. I'm not gonna lie; it's been t it's been tough. I have barely sold anything this month. But anyway, long story short, um, whenever I do a, a one to one, I don't like saying one on one. That's just not. It's a one-to-one. One. <laughs> when I do a pop-up meeting with somebody, let's call it that way, um, 
you know, I always bring the Lord up somehow. I don't care how. I just, it just comes out because I host a show called Bible News Radio. And it's so funny to me because I love watching people on Zoom. So what else do you do? And I'll go, oh yeah, I host a little show. It's called Bible News Radio. And I always watch them because I want to see what their eyes say to me when I say the word Bible. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes it's like, I can see in their head, they're going, oh crap, you know? <laughs> And then other times they're like, oh, you know, that's so cool. And most of the time they say that's so cool because like, what are they going to say, right? They're going to insult the person that they'd like right now because then they find out she hosts a show called Bible News Radio. <laughs> By the way, if you're one of my new viewers, hi, glad you're here. Uh, but anyway, it, it's funny because I was telling somebody that I get, I get the opportunity to t talk to a lot of people and I hear, I hear about where they're at spiritually. And it's encouraging to me because you know why? Here's the thing, and, and just think about this. It encourages me to hear where you're at spiritually because if you're struggling spiritually, that tells me that you're alive spiritually. That tells me that you have a conscience that you're seeking after God, or at least you're trying to seek for God, hopefully. Um, and that's a good thing, right? Um, whether you do it through music or writing or, you know, your job or you're um, a philanthropist. By the way, I tried to remember that word the other day <laughs> for the life of me. I'm like, it's a person who gives a lot of money. And I'm like, I know it starts with something. I can't remember what it starts with. But yeah, but if you're a philanthropist, you know, um, yeah, however you serve God, you know, or, and seek for God, this is a good thing, right? So um, don't be afraid. People are hungering for the, for the word. They want to know what the Bible means. They want to know what it says. Um, and if you have been a believer for any length of time, most likely you probably know more than most people because most people, even if they're a Christian, they don't read the Bible. And that's sad. It's, it's unfortunate because that's part of the thing. I mean, even though I've been a believer for what, 36 years or something, I'm not, uh, I'm not like an expert on the Bible, but I know it enough to know that <clears throat> what we're in is a big spiritual battle. And I also know it enough to know that if you're looking at the sequence of events going on right now, you know, the rapture can happen at any time. So be ready, right? Don't get left behind to quote that old movie, The Thief in the Night, which, which really gave reason to have people hate Christian movies because it was one of the worst movies ever in the history of Christian cinema. But anyway, whatever. Um, and, and if you need help, if you need encouragement, then let me know. And by the way, I lead a Bible study online. You know, if you want to be a part of my Bible study, I'm just going to open it up to everybody. You know, some of my friends locally, they wanted me to do it. Some of them come, some don't. Sometimes they they all come, sometimes they don't. You know, things happen. Um, it's every other week. It's in the evening. Uh, it's on Zoom. It's free. I'm not charging for it. So if you, you're interested in being a part of my Bible study, then just let me know. I'll let you come in. 
Uh, the only thing I ask is you get on camera. I, there's nobody, you know, if you're going to be somebody that wants to come in but not get on camera, then I'm not going to let you in because this is a Bible study. Everybody needs to see each other, okay? But other than that, um, you know, be encouraged. This stuff is happening. We don't need to be afraid. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world and who is in you. The Holy Spirit, which is part of the Trinity. You know, really, we got that power, people. Um, and um, tomorrow night, Randall is going to teach something. I don't know what. It's always a surprise, though. Yeah, it is. Uh, so come back tomorrow night. We are going to be on at what? Six o'clock tomorrow? Uh, as far as I know. Yeah, we were we we did a we did our show late tonight because Stephen Wood, my new friend who's a Christian magician, we went to his magic show. Which, by the way, was very good. Um, and I know that everybody's like, no, I'm not interested in this. But we went to it to see what it, was, what it would be like. He did some cool little tricks. And I did one, too. And I was like, how did he do that? And I actually kind of have an idea of how he did it. But anyway, some tricks are just obvious, you know, like this. See this right here? All right. Be bold, people. Like, watch this trick. Stand up, people. And go with God, people. Because he loves you people. Yeah, he does. What's the trick? You were supposed to like put the screen out and then it was supposed to disappear. I was supposed to be gone. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, I didn't pick up on yeah, that. Obviously. All right, let's try this again. Okay, watch this. Okay, so be bold, people. Yeah, be bold, people. Stand up and go with God, people, because he loves you. Yeah, yeah.